Are you ready? You are about to enter the Power On Boost podcast, where we facilitate the awakening of your personal power by providing powerful content that will inspire you, motivate you, and help you realize you are enough. Come join your host, Adrian Wesley, and let him show you how you can turn your power on and be alive to thrive. How you doing, everybody? Another amazing episode of the Power on Boost. I'm very excited to have my uh, the guest with you today, Brody Nitro, um, uh, an extremely uh, successful online marketer. He's got a massive team, a successful team leader. He's a public speaker. He's an online educator. And Brody and I met each other, met each other uh, when he was my client, and uh, he impressed me so much. Uh, when he came to Thailand to visit me that we're now going into business together and we're starting an online education company. Uh, Very, very excited to have you here today, Brody. Thank you. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. I'm hoping I can get asked some questions that are really going to bring out my creative genius to help whoever's listening crush through whatever challenges they're going through in life and, and learn to grow through them. Amazing. Anybody that's listening right now, I want you to understand that if you're at, uh, at a challenging point in your life and you feel like there's no hope, you need to listen, listen up, tune in and listen to this man's story in this interview because uh, it's incredibly inspiring. Uh, to start off, Brody, can you let us know uh, what you've had to overcome in your life? Higher level snapshot, brother. Yeah. Okay. So like you just want a quick recap or you want me to go all the way in from the beginning? Yeah, I would say just hi- highlight, brother, what are the biggest things that you've had to overcome the shitstorms that have would sink most people? Yeah, I guess for me, I think I've had so many things to overcome and challenges and tribulations that it's all become, it all became normal to me um, until I think I really like met you and a few other people who told me that, you know, feeling like shit doesn't have to be normal, right? That, that you can be happy, that you can have all the things that you've ever wanted in life. But, you know, from, from the age of two, I came from a broken home. Mum and dad broke up and I always felt like it was somehow inherently my fault, even though now I know clearly it wasn't. So I had abandonment issues from a young age, from my dad leaving, I believe. Um, and then living with a, with a parent who has severe mental illness with schizophrenia, a paranoid schizophrenic, um, you know, anxiety and depression issues herself. She definitely wasn't in no state to love me when she couldn't even love herself. Um, and I see more violence and horror from the ages of three and 11 than I think most men or women will ever see in their lives. You know, I've been beaten from one end of the street to the other. I've seen my mum choked out unconscious at least five times, blew in the face and me, a young kid looking at her like, how am I going to be able to stop this? And tried to multiple times and was thrown down the fucking hallway myself. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you've you've had any kind of domestic violence or even if you were just around it and you think that you're not normal or that any of that's your fault, I'm here to definitely spread that message with you that it's okay, that you are going to be okay because I made it out of that life. I went and lived with my dad. My dad was very straight. He was very strict. He'd never taken drugs in his life. Um, he'd probably be the guy that's voting no against legalizing marijuana because he doesn't know anything about it. That's how straight he is. And that, um, you know, he tried to definitely tip the scales. Obviously, with my mum, I had no rules, regulations. There was no, if the lights were off, you had to be home for dinner and shit. I was lucky if I even had dinner, let alone a time to eat it. 
So when I went and moved in with my dad and I had all these different rules, it was very hard for me to adjust to this. And not only that, when I first moved in with my dad and his partner, there were no other kids. So I was kind of like the only child, yeah? So I was getting all this love and appreciation and nobody was getting choked out or DDT'd in the hallway anymore. So, you know, I loved that. And, um, but then they had their own kids. And as a young adult, I guess I was jealous that they weren't giving all their love to me anymore. And I started to feel resentment towards my siblings who I love now with all my heart, but I just want to be an open book because no matter what you're going through, if I hide things about my life, well then you might think that you were unnormal to think or feel or go through that stuff. So I'd rather be completely open with everybody here. And after, you know, having that resentment to my brother and sister, we got into a lot of fights. My dad would come home after 11 hour shift. He's been busting his ass for, you know, whatever income he's making to pay off a house for the next 50 years. And then he's going to deal with me stirring up his, his younger son and daughter. So of course he's going to yell at me. And then I just felt like, well, fuck, I've got no love at home. I grew up watching my mum get beat up. My dad doesn't love me. He just works all the time. He's got no time to play soccer with me out the front or play football because he's got no energy from working so much. Well, I'm going to run away at the age of 16, aren't I? With no etiquette in the streets of how to survive. So I climbed out the window, Adrian, at about 16 or 17 years of age. I had nothing but my beanie and an iPod shuffle, and I kept playing Eminem songs on repeat um, to give me the courage to go through with it. So um, I, I left, I climbed out the window. I might have had $50 on me. I think I'd been working in a fish and chip shop um, at the time, and I had no idea what the future for Brady Cell Nitro had. Like, I had no idea I'd be successful and own properties and be coaching a team and speaking on stage and being able to have, do, be anything I want, a beautiful soulmate. None of that was in my vision at the time. I was just happy to not have rules anymore, right? I was like a renegade. I was out on the streets. I was a runaway. I was out at all times of the night in all kinds of areas, hanging around all kinds of women, taking all kinds of drugs. And this was exciting for me because I had such, for the last 10 years or seven or eight years I was with my dad, like I had to be home by eight o'clock. If I was home later than that, I was grounded. My TV was taken off me. I wasn't allowed to see my friends for two weeks. And it was very hard to get used to that coming from a background where I lived with my mom up until 10 years of age. I had no rules. I'd been suspended from all my schools. I was expelled from two primary schools. Primary schools, expelled. Like what the fuck was I doing? Eating the crayons? I got no idea, right? Um, then going to like a military kind of lifestyle with my father, I couldn't, I, obviously I couldn't um, get my head around it. I was a runaway. I ended up getting involved with the wrong kinds of crowd, taking drugs, everything got to do with drugs. Um, did a lot of damage to myself there that I realize now how much damage I did and suppressed a lot of emotions. Um, and my first real stable accommodation after leaving my home and the first time my dad ever knew where I lived it was about five years later at the age of 21, 22, around the year of 2012, I actually found that I was um, incarcerated in prison. So I got locked up and I ended up doing about three years in prison. Six months of that was in solitary confinement. So they chucked me in solitary for 30 days where I couldn't see any light. I couldn't see any person. Uh, the only time I seen anything was when I was fed food through a little like hole so I started to go fucking mental in there. I developed depression, OCD, anxiety, all these things that my mom inherently had. While I wasn't taking drugs and alcohol to bring them out, but I was stuck in a little room. And um, so they'd, they'd release me after 30 days and I would have all this anxiety, right? 
imagine you've been in this hole for 30 days and you're not actually a bad person, but you need to put up this front and violence is the only way you can protect yourself. So you get released, somebody looks at you funny and you think, hang on, I'm about to get stabbed. I'm just going to punch someone in the mouth because I don't know what else to do right now. And then you're back in solitary confinement for another 30 days. And then you start believing that you're a bad person or that violence is really you and all this stuff because you are your environment that you surround yourself with, but you've also got the power to take yourself out of it. Not so much when you're in prison. <laughs> um, but then eventually, you know, I, I went through my stuff. I, I went through a lot of stuff in prison. It wasn't an easy sentence, but I was eventually released after three years and I actually had no idea when I was going to be released. And my dad picked me up. He let me live with him. So I love my dad for that. And then I started working a normal job, which you know what? I had just as about as much freedom working in construction as I did walking laps in the prison. Um, and I looked at my bosses and they were 50, 60, still laying bricks. Their backs were stuffed. Their wrists were stuffed from using the trowel. They'd worked for so long and, and they're looking forward to a pension. Like a pension, that's the golden ticket. That's what Willy Wonka's golden ticket is. You've got this pension or whatever it's called in Canada. I think it's called a union something. I spoke to someone today, Adrian, right? You know what I mean? I'm in the online marketing business. And they came out to me. They reached out for help. And then they're like, oh, you know what? Actually, this isn't for me. I'm already doing really well. I make $32 an hour. And in 20 years, I'm going to get the pension. And I just looked at that message like, what fucking dream have we been sold that $32 an hour for the rest of your life for some pension is living for 10 hours a day, not spending any time with your kids? And that, and I knew that long before I was successful that that wasn't a life because I knew I, I missed out on my dad so much because he had no time to play with me when he got home from work. And that's when my desire come to be successful. And it's no surprise to me that when I was given the opportunity to start an online business, I took it with both hands, Adrian, and I gave it everything I've got. And now I'm here. It's an incredible story, brother. And uh, a big reason why I was excited to have you out is what I said at the beginning is a lot of people need to hear this because there's no excuses. No one handed anything to Brody. Uh, no one created his success. So I'd love for you now to tell everybody what's going on in your life, brother. Tell us about your beautiful lady and your business and your projects and your health. Uh, just give us a snapshot as to what, uh, where Brody Nitro has brought himself to by himself for himself. Two years ago, I was scrolling on Facebook. It had, been a, it had been a really long day at work, Adrian. And you know what the last job was that I had for my boss? And I thank my boss for being such a hard ass. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here today. We, we were building this house, bricklaying, and I was a builder's laborer. And he said, listen, can you go past there? Some of the bricks are damaged. So I went past the house. There's 8,000 bricks have been delivered. And instead of him sending the bricks back, he got me to individually go through every pack and check every brick, the face, to see if they were cracked. And if they were cracked, I had to put them at the back of the house and deliver them to other jobs. And if they were good, I had to restack them around the house. 8,000 bricks I had to individually look at. By the end of it, I was going like this, Adrian. I was moving my wrist around in a clockwise motion and my wrist was clicking. It still does it. I can still, that reminds me of why I'd much rather make money online than go to work. So after eight days of doing this to complete this task, this tedious task, I'm thinking to myself, there has to be a better way to make money. Trading your time for money is a bad trade. Let's face it, we're all financial traders, but some people are trading their time for money, the most valuable commodity on earth, which they will never get back. It's the one thing you can't require more of. 
right? Um, obviously, we can look after our health and, and we can live longer, but the time that's gone is gone forever. So I was in, inherently aware of that when I was scrolling on my newsfeed and I found a post from somebody who had an opportunity to teach me marketing and how to be an entrepreneur online. And um, yeah, I went through, I, I went through the step-by-step program. Um, I learned these amazing skills. I had 24-7 mentorship um, and, and I had a really big desire and want to prove myself right get out of that environment, never go back to prison, help people who've been to prison see that they can change their life around, help prevent suicide because my brother committed suicide, my mum's attempted suicide many a times, my closest friends have got relatives, you know, who committed suicide. So it's such a serious challenge that, that we get to work with. And, and having that social media brand gives us a chance to have that voice that people need to hear. So I wanted to be able to do that. Making money has been just a massive bonus. Um, so yeah, you know, I was able to meet my beautiful soulmate. She was an entrepreneur online as well. I never would have met her if I never commented for more info on that ad two years ago. I built a beautiful four bedroom home in the sunny state of Queensland where the sun is pretty much always shining except for today. Um, but at short weeks living in Melbourne where it was so cold, I physically could not make money online because I was so stressed out and just my body was spending all its energy trying to regulate its temperature, not make bank ass money. That's for sure. Um, and now I get to travel around the world with my beautiful girlfriend. I've, I've got a fucking videographer here, Lachlan, at Lachlan. What's your thing? Uh, Lachlan underscore Dalton, the man over there, videographing our stuff. And life is a trip. Life is a trip. Life is what you, what you make it. Life is what you attract to yourself. Who are you becoming to attract that kind of life to yourself? And, you know, sometimes I, I look and I've got more money than I'll ever need. I've got brand new friends who are better than any friends I've ever had in my life. I've got places in Thailand. If I ever went there, I've got a roof and food in my mouth. The same goes in Mexico. And life's beautiful at the moment, Adrian. It's incredible, brother. It's such an exciting story. And it's such an exciting story to share it with other people because you weren't wealthy to get this started. You didn't have to borrow a massive amount of money to get this started. Uh, The big thing that was different with you that I noticed is you wanted it bad enough because Brody came to visit me in Thailand and we were on a day trip and we, it was our day off and I was chilling out and we're in the boat and uh, you were working on your notepad, uh, creating uh, notes for your next story for your next go live. And I was just like, fuck, this guy is disciplined and committed. Um, can you, uh, can you share with everybody a little bit on uh, what you dealt with mentally, brother? And then I'd like to dig in on how you've turned that around and really provide people with some great information. So what have you struggled with, brother, mentally? I know you mentioned it a bit. You see, I went through so much shit when I was younger. I'm not sure if I had mental illness there or if it all just seemed so fucking normal. I didn't realize. But when I was in prison, I think having so much time stuck in that in that, just that dark room, just listening to the water dripping from the faucet and being stuck with my own thoughts and like having nothing except three. I had, I think I had three channels on TV that barely worked and I didn't even want to watch it. And I was reading books, but I just had too much time in my own head and I started getting stuck within my own spiral of negative thinking. And before I knew it, I literally had thought myself into depression. I literally thought myself into depression. But the key word there is, if you can think yourself into something, you could probably think yourself out of something too. Um, and that's why I work with Adrian one-on-one myself now. The depression got very bad. 
I'm lucky it only lasted severely for 13 or 14 months. I've still had it ever since then pretty well. But that 13 or 14 months while I was actually in prison when I first got out was bad enough that if it didn't subside a little bit, it would have led to self-harm, definitely. Um, but, you know, things got better. My life got better. My environment got better. I got better. And wouldn't you know it, my emotions started to improve and my depression started to not be so bad. That being said, I spent so long in a spiral of negative thinking that it does take some time to unwind that, especially the amount of negative emotion I put into that thinking. Like I was, it, it was a deep, deep, deep pain and sorrow, man. So that shit's down pretty deep. Uh, but you know, we get to work on this stuff and if everything was always plain sailing and everything was always going right, life would get pretty boring. 100% it would brother. And uh, you said something there that's pretty powerful. It's, it's basically the cornerstone of all the work that I do. And that's the quality of your life is always going to determine the quality of the conversations you're having with yourself are always going to determine the quality of your life. Now, mm. what kind of things do you have you do? Are you doing and have you done to change your mindset and to change the conversations you're having with yourself? It's been a lot. It's been a lot of work. All right. I've been putting in a lot of work for a long time now. Um, in the beginning, I was able to just stay pretty happy. Like when I first started this online business, because it was new, I was making heaps of money. So emotionally I felt good. Right. But then you get used to making tens and thousands of dollars every month. So that no longer like band-aids or other emotional issues. So then you're going to say, all right, I'm making ridiculous amounts of money, but now how do I be happy with that money? Right. Um, so that's when I, you know, I see new and I started doing a lot of I am affirmations every single day, right? The reason why I was depressed is because I kept telling myself that I am a bad person. I have done bad things. I blah, blah, blah. And that's why I became so depressed, which I wasn't loving myself. So now I need to consciously every single day tell myself, you know, I am the fucking man. I'm a boss. I'm an online marketer. I'm an entrepreneur who can help change other people's lives. Um, I have what it takes to change the world. All those kinds of things are way more positive things to be saying to yourself. And you do that for long enough your brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's fake. All it knows is what you think about the most that it brings that into your life. So if I spend the majority of my time telling myself that I'm amazing and then also not just saying I'm amazing, but then feeling like shit, like going to that effort to change my state, shoulders back, stand up straight. I'm amazing. I'm amazing. You know, jump around, do some push-ups, drink heaps of water, go to the gym, hug somebody, do all those tools that we know that make us feel good but we get lazy and we stop doing it because often, and you say it all the times, it's the times that we need to practice this stuff the most that we don't. It's the times we're going through depression and anxiety that we're supposed to meditate, but we're so damn depressed. Meditation is the last thing on our minds for doing. Um, but it's having that conscious awareness and that discipline in your own life to say, Hey, I want to be a multi-millionaire. I want to have the biggest team in the network company I'd company I have. I want to build brands of social media influencers. I want to be able to travel around the world with my girlfriend. I want to be able to pay my dad's mortgage off. So my goals don't give a fuck about my feelings. I need to do what needs to be done every single day regardless and take the action it takes to make myself feel good every day. Even if I don't feel like making myself feel good, which sounds so stupid, but humans have been inherently hardwired to not feel good. 100%, 100%. And it's uh, just to recap something Brody said is that everything you see in the room around you started with a thought. 
And until we learn to change that conversation we're having with ourselves, we're either going to have a depressed negative experience or a very happy positive experience. And something Brody said is super powerful is it takes fucking work because 98% of everybody on this planet has been hardwired and programmed to be thinking negatively and to seeing only problems. One of the things that you and I have worked on a lot since we, uh, since I started coaching you, uh, Brody is letting go. And I think a lot of people don't know how to meditate. And as we've discussed, I tell people first to stop using that word. Um, what have you been doing? I know you, the different things, the delta waves, the, the, the hypnosis. Can you tell us all the different things that you've done to, stir, to stop, stop being addicted to thinking? All right. So when I first started this journey, we were all told to read this book by Rhonda Byrne called The Magic. And I think it's a fantastic way to start learning about it. You know, I think there's a lot more to it. Um, but it taught me the power of being grateful for things. And then I would start listening to influential speakers and they're all talking about gratitude and say thank you and grateful. And I'm like, fuck, I say thank you all the time. Thanks for dinner. Thanks for this. But then I didn't understand how being thankful for shit was going to make me a million dollars. But then I learned that when you're truly grateful for what you have, that is one of the most powerful high vibrational frequencies you could possibly be in to attract more of that into your life. Now, if you're grateful for something and you feel good, and you record a one minute video, or if you're ungrateful and worried about all the money you're not getting, or you're greedy about the money you do have, and then you record a one minute video, and you post both of them up on Facebook, you can bet your bottom dollar which one's gonna get the most shares and likes and tags, it's the one that you were in a state of gratitude before you filmed. So that's how it helped me make money, because it made me feel good and I created better content. Incredible, brother. And uh, so how, how have you learned how to meditate and how have you learned how to let go? Well, in the beginning, I thought meditation had to be a certain way. And if you weren't doing it that way, it wasn't right. And through your teachings, you've told me, listen, the fact that it's a lot like the first time I did yoga. My girlfriend said, you don't have to do yoga. You just got to stay in the room for the whole session. And that's a win, right? So I treat, people should treat meditation the same. Like, okay, you're thinking about other shit and, and you know, you're not supposed to think about stuff, but you're thinking about stuff. That's fine. At least be disciplined to sit there for the whole 10 minutes because eventually you're going to nail that part. You can at least sit there for 10 minutes and then there's going to be a little bit less thoughts and, and, and you get better at it. Um, and I've been practicing this for a long time, but the last couple of months I've got it dialed in where every day I practice Adrian's bridge breathing technique for about five or 10 minutes. I'll set my alarm and I'll just breathe. I'll feel my diaphragm. I'll hold my breath. So it activates the vagus nervous system, which yes. takes your body out of fight or flight mode. So you're relaxed because from a relaxed, calm state, you make much better decisions. You open up to receive, you're in the receiving mode. You can be more creative. And that's where we need to be as entrepreneurs. Yes, it's important to do, 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 do and take action. But if you don't take the time to stop and feel like what's actually working right now, how do you know what to do more of in your business? Yes, you can take so much action and, and swim upstream to become successful. It can be done that way. But you could also take half the amount of action, take some time to love yourself and feel good and make twice as much money in half the amount of time. So doing meditation, doing the breathing techniques, listening to my, um, my different hypnosis audios and um, the sessions I have done with you is doing the sessions with you and practicing letting go and living in the now. And that's a lot of tools. But how lucky are we to have so many tools to help us out of mental illness instead of just being stuck with this shit forever because we're not. 
Super powerful. And uh, as I've shared with everybody before, but if you're new to listening to me, uh, everything you seek is within you. The greatest addiction of our time is thinking. And uh, the greatest skill that most of us need to learn how to do behind learning how to breathe is learning how to let go of that thought because Brody's learned how to let go of thought. And then that tones down the anxiety and it tones down all the negative thoughts. And then it allows space for this wonderful inspiration to come into your life. Uh, you've made some big changes with fasting and food, Brody. Can you share with us uh, share with us what you've done in that department to turn your life around? I'd been taught from yourself and other major influences that how we feel dictates how much money we've got in our bank accounts. Obviously, you need a program, a system, a product to get that money. But as long as you've got that sorted, then all all your job is to do every day is to feel good as an entrepreneur and produce content, right? No good producing content if you feel like shit. Nobody wants to work with a bag of shit or they can just say their current job if that's how they want it to feel. Um, so yeah, I, I want to be able to feel good, have more energy, be at a higher vibration, be fitter, have less toxins in my body. So I'm studying these things. I'm talking to you. I spoke to uh, uh, Nick, the naturopath, and they said fasting. Fasting's the way to go. Um, so I've got myself to about a seven-hour window at the moment, I believe I stop eating around six to seven and I don't start eating again until about 12. Today, I ate a little bit earlier because I knew I'd probably almost pass out on this call while I'm talking, so I talk so much. Um, but what I've noticed is increased energy levels, um, increased libido and more energy for life, man. And when I've got more energy, I create more content, I speak to more people, I help my team more, I make more money and I send a better message to the community. Um, so fasting has been amazing. It, it's, and you know what? It's not just some woo woo stuff. Like let's fucking try this and try that. I got my bloods taken before I was fasting. I'm high in estrogen, low in testosterone, something else low that makes me sleepy all the fucking time. And then I practice fasting for however many weeks and I'm about to get my bloods taken again. And I'm going to be able to cross reference my blood work, which isn't, magic woo-woo shit it's like what's going on with these chemicals in my body has it improved if it has i'm going to continue doing this or can i fast for even longer and improve certain things even more and people should be split testing their life with everything the same way i split test ads on facebook and instagram they should be split testing their food their health whether they should be eating meat or only plant-based or mixing it up or fasting or not eating four hours before bed or a certain amount of sleep you should be trying all this shit to see what gives you the best success in your life. 100%. And you said something very, very powerful there. And I think a lot of people hear about fasting and they are like, oh, it's just another fucking diet. And it's not another diet. Everybody's eating too much too often. And when you're eating, your body can't do all the other wonderful things that it's supposed to do. And it's incredible what starts happening to people when you don't eat all the time. So Fasting is not a diet, everybody. And as Brody said, I highly recommend eating within an eight-hour window and fasting for 16 hours and not having more than three meals a day. Super, super powerful. What are some of the changes you've made with the food you used to put in your mouth, sir? Well, I used to... Well, I went through... Fuck. I've eaten a lot of shit throughout my life, a lot of processed stuff. I remember so many times I thought I was eating healthy food and come out of a fucking box like how can that be healthy if it's coming out of a box it's processed right and um 
now I eat high vibrational plant-based foods. I mean, if I'm down the street and I'm not with my girlfriend and there's fucking a nice piece of chicken there, I might eat it. But you know, my girlfriend's a, she's a vegan, so I, I respect her. She respects me. If I still want to eat chicken, I can. But I've chosen not to. I've chosen to pretty much be 98% plant-based foods. I've lost a bit of weight, which sometimes like annoys me a little bit because I have lost some muscle and you need to eat a lot of plants to keep muscle. But my energy, good. I wake up, I bounce out of bed. Making a lot of money? Absolutely. Um, I'm feeling like I can take on the world? Most definitely. And now it's just, you know, scaling it up from there and finding out what works for me. Um, but, you know, having a, a partner who's studied nutrition for so long and can diversify all these foods with plants, etc. I'm happy because I'm not just eating a tin of lentils every day because, you know, my partner knows how to cook. So mostly plant-based. Um, if I was to eat meat, it'd be a portion-sized piece of meat. It's not going to be a massive slab of steak or something like that. Um, and no dairy. I don't eat dairy at all. So, yeah. Incredible. And, and something that uh, I think is very, very important for everybody to hear and part of the reason why I wanted to set this interview up with Brody like this is that Brody's feeling good and he's successful because he's taking care of his whole self. He's loving all aspects of himself. And I can tell you until now, until meeting Brody, I haven't met too many very successful, uh, financially successful people that I'd want to emulate themselves because they don't have relationships with their family and they're fat and they're overweight and they're unhealthy, but they've got a big fucking bank account. And I think that's, uh, that's been a big, big lie that's been in our programming is that um, money is the main focus. If we don't have our health and our mental health, we don't have wealth. Um, mm -hmm. I'd like uh, if you could share with everybody what you do to prepare for sleep, brother, because uh, as we've talked many times and you've heard me say many, many times, uh, getting your sleep in order is absolutely the number one thing that humans need to work on. So can you share with everybody about not eating before bed and everything else that you do? Yeah, so I don't eat four hours before bed. Sometimes it's three hours, depending if I, I ate a little bit later, but I definitely, I definitely do not eat in bed which a lot of people do, right? And you're literally saying, all right, so I'm going to rest right now, but I'm not going to fucking sleep because my body's still awake trying to digest all this shit, especially if it's fucking steak. Like, fuck, digesting that shit the next three days. Like, you're not getting any sleep. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I try not to eat at least four hours before bed because I want to wake up full of energy so I can take on the world and the world fucking sees me and knows who I am, right? So I need to make sure I've got energy to do that. Um... What else in relation to sleep? I'll read, usually read a book before I go to bed. That way, that's the first thing that's getting dumped into my subconscious mind or I'll listen to affirmations. But I try, not, I put my, I try to put my phone down a couple of hours before bed um, as well. But it really, things change. Yeah? Sometimes it's dialed in, four hours, six hour windows of eating. My phone's off every night, eight o'clock. I'm reading, I'm, I'm lighting fucking scented candles in my room. Sometimes I'm dialed in, rocking and rolling. Sometimes you fall off the boat a little bit where you just work, work, work for 16 hours a day and you're still texting leads as you fall asleep into bed, which isn't the way to do it. But I'm saying like, if the reason why you're not fully optimized right now is because you think you have to be it all the time. And if you don't, you're a failure. So why not try it? That's not the case at all. Like sometimes things are going to happen and you're going to fall off the bandwagon. If you've got those tools, like as often as you can, try to draw yourself back to that and get back into it. It's awesome advice. Awesome advice. And I think that's, uh, that's something that I'm very open about in my work is explaining that I'm not perfect and that I still working on this stuff. But the thing is, is you're trying to change old behaviors that have been there for fucking how many years. 
And the way I describe it is that you fall off the horse, you get back on the horse, you fall off, you get back on, and eventually riding that horse becomes a normal part of your life. Brody, um, you've got incredible energy and you've got an amazing heart and you've got a big story. If I was telling you right now that I was depressed and broke and at the bottom of my barrel, what, what pep talk, what would you tell me? How would, how would you help me turn that? What would you say to me to help me turn that around in my head? I'd say, fuck, I've been there too. Say, did you wake up today? They'd say, yeah. I'd say, well, you've got another crack at it. Like, as long as you're alive, you can be happy again, right? You can find peace. There's solutions out there for anything. Anything. Want to make a billion dollars? Go ask a billionaire. Want to be happy? Go ask a happy person. Want to overcome depression? Find someone who's overcome it and be open enough to do what they say to do. You know, follow Adrian Wesley, like program your stuff for positive things. Stop watching shows on Netflix about being stuck in prison and, and all this negative shit and start filling your brain with positive stuff. You know, listen to positive motivation every single morning. Um, read books on mindfulness, like, and start loving yourself every single day. And you might think, what the fuck is love? The first time someone told me to love myself, I just about ate my own dick, bro. Like that's, that's how I felt because I had no idea what the fuck they meant by love yourself, right? Um, but now I get it. Because if you love yourself, if you truly love yourself and you can learn to be grateful and look at yourself in the mirror and say, I'm a fucking good person, then you're gonna be happy. And that's all that matters is happy. If you can be happy with zero dollars and be happy with a million, it's the same fucking happy. Super, super, super powerful thing you just said there. And I think everybody needs to hear that right now. And Jim Carrey has a very famous quote, which I love paraphrasing, is he said, I wish everybody could be famous and wealthy very quickly so they'd see that it's not what they think it is. And something you said there is super powerful is that it's not about having a million dollars coming in every month if you're unhealthy and not happy. And that's part of my message. And that's part of our message to uh, an agic online distributors with our new online course in terms of teaching them how to make more money because we've seen, you've seen it, and I've seen it, a direct correlation between how you raise your vibration and feel good and your revenue increases. It's incredible. Uh, Brody, if, if you had, uh, if you had uh, to leave us with three things, uh, well, we're not, we're, not gonna, we're not just finished yet, but what are the three, three most important things you want my audience to hear from you that no matter where they are no matter what they think they've done haven't done whatever the case may be that there's not there's nothing about you no matter how how dark or bad or you have done or haven't done there's nothing about you that can't be loved every single piece of you can be loved and you can accept yourself you can forgive yourself your past doesn't dictate your future and no matter where you are right now in life there, there is, there is light at the end of that tunnel if you believe so. Amazing, brother! Amazing. What? Uh, where can people find you, my friend? They can find me at Brody Nitro at YouTube for watching my longer form videos like podcasts and my daily routines. If they want to watch some of my shorter form stuff, they can follow me on Instagram for a lot of my travel. Um, otherwise, if you want to get to me, get to know me on a personal level, look for me at, at Brody um, on my Facebook page. Amazing, amazing stuff, man. Um, anything else you want to share with us, Brody, to finish off anything that you want people to hear? Cause this power yeah. on boost is about people that are struggling that want to turn their power on. So I'd like to let you have a little bit of freestyle brother. We're, we're living in a, we're living in such an amazing era right now, a land of opportunities. It's never been easier to become a millionaire. It's never been easier to be miserable, but it's also never been easier to make yourself happy. 
you know, and, and it really depends with what are you programming yourself with. If you want to have the opposite results, you need to start doing things that nobody else is doing. The things your teacher taught you and your 30 other classmates to do in class is going to give you exactly what the other 29 kids have got, which is working until you're 65 years of age, which is fine if you're happy with that. But please don't cut yourself off and think there isn't other options because there is. You're living in the digital age. You could be making six streams of income instead of one. Can you uh, share with us to get people excited about some of the growth that's going on in the online marketing industry? I mean, can you, can you shed some light on what's happening right now? I don't think people truly understand how society is transforming. Absolutely. I mean, I work with a company that's been around for over 50 years. It's an amazing company. Um, and for people to get to the rank in this business that I'm at used to take people 15 years. Used to take 15 years to get to where I got in 24 months, right? Less, less, not even 16 months I got there because of the power of the internet, being able to build a brand on social media and being able to get myself in a position where I can earn multiple five figures a month even if I'm fucking asleep because of the effort I put in for two years doing 16 hours a day into a business that doesn't take five years to start pulling revenue from if you really put your all into it. And there's so many courses on everything. Like you don't have to go spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on university degrees to do a job where the shit you learn, it's not even the same as when you end up passing four years later and you're trying to pay off these school fees for the next five years when you could be making 20 grand a month because you created a, a YouTube about fucking talking about cats it doesn't matter, but you know what I mean? Like there's so many ways that you could be making a shit ton of money using the internet that it, it, it boggles me to think that anybody thinks that they need to be stuck in a job. And I don't care if you're 50 years of age, you can still start now. Have you got access to YouTube? Cool. Go find something you're passionate about and go, how can I make money doing X, Y, Z? And then go do it. It's incredible. It's incredible stuff, man. And uh, I want to finish off with a, a message to everybody that's hearing this today because uh, it's rampant with all the clients that I see and not everybody, but in the majority of people that I see that are suffering is that people don't want to change bad enough. Being comfortably uncomfortable has become the fucking normal because change is fucking difficult and it takes commitment. So to finish this off, can you, can you fire my audience up and let them know that it, they're the only people to fucking blame? if something's not changing and anyway, I'm going to let, I just answered it for you, but I want to hear it from your mouth, brother. I want you, I want to finish off with this message. Success doesn't happen by chance. Success happens by change. You need to change. You need to change your influences. You need to change who you're surrounding yourself with. You need to stop asking financial advice from your parents. If your parents are broke, you need to stop asking for how to start an online business from people who only just started a Facebook account. Right? You need to find people who have the results you want, ask them how to do it and be absolute. You need to become obsessed to become wealthy. I am so obsessed about being the best in my company, the best mentor, the best coach, staying ahead of the trends with Facebook and Instagram marketing, becoming you know, a, a massive influencer on YouTube. I'm so obsessed that it doesn't feel like work. I could do this for 10 hours a day and it feels like that because I love what I do. So find something you love because I promise you can make money online doing it. It's incredible. It's been amazing having you. And uh, I'm assuming you'll come back and talk with me again, uh, Brody. I might even be there in person. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll do an episode when you're in Thailand. But uh, to summarize, everybody, I want you to understand this young man told us that he uh, grew up with a very tough background, spent six months in solitary confinement, uh, has been in prison, has been broke, and he's now making uh, an incredible amount of money with a very large team, and he's got a, a future that is going to change this world. Uh, and no one gave that to him, and it was his desire and his wish and his will and his perseverance and his consistency. So to end off with uh, the message for you all is uh, uh, you are all very, very, very powerful, and uh, Brody Nitro is a prime example about how the only person standing in your way is you. Anything you want to say to finish off, Brody? Yeah, I mean, like, if you've got an opportunity to work with Adrian, like, just do it. Just do it. Uh, even if it takes you three years on a waiting list or maybe he's got someone available right now, like you won't know if you don't reach out. And if you don't reach out, you'll stay where you are right now, stuck, unhappy. You can be happy. You need to choose happiness, people. It's incredible. Thanks for the plug, brother, on my own show. <laughs> but I'd like to finish off with telling you all that you are very, very powerful and you have everything you need inside of you to manifest whatever you want into your life. And you're the only fucking person that's holding you back from success and happiness. But as Brody showed us, there are things you can do. And that's why we highlighted these things today so that you can listen to this audio again and replay it. And start implementing some of these changes into your life that Brody has. He's basically laid out to you in this show how you can turn your life around. So another amazing episode of the Power on Boost. I really appreciate you being here and sharing your time with us, Mr. Nitro. And I'm excited about everything that we're going to create in the future. Have an amazing day. Make today the best day of your life, everybody. Power on, power on. You just finished another episode of the Power On Boost podcast with your host, Adrian Wesley. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and tune in next time. Power On!